Act One of Bachezay by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Introduction. The time to which this tragedy relates is much later than that of any other of Racine's historical plays. The capture of Babylon, or rather Baghdad, from the Persians by Sultan Amaruth the Fourth, on which the catastrophe of the plot depends, occurred only a year before the poet's birth, viz. 1638. And our author thought it desirable to justify himself for choosing a subject so recent by the precedent of Aeschylus, whose Persac commemorated the abortive expedition of Xerxes against Greece, in which struggle he himself had taken an active part. The unfamiliar manners and customs of the distant East may compensate in some measure, he maintains, for proximity in point of time. Racine derived his information about the circumstances of Bajazet's death from the narrative of the Comte de Seja, who was French ambassador at Constantinople at the time, and had some personal knowledge of the unfortunate prince. Characters Bajazet, brother of Sultan Amrath, read by Vocal Penguin. Roxana, Sultana, the favorite of Sultan Amrath, read by Matea Bracic. Atalid, a Turkish damsel of royal blood, read by Avayi. Achmet, the Grand Vizier, read by Todd. Osman, friend of the Grand Vizier, read by Alan Mapstone. Fatima, a slave of the Sultana, read by Jen Broda. Sarah, a slave of Atalid, read by Sonia. Stage directions read by Larry Wilson. The scene is laid at Constantinople, formerly called Byzantium, in the Seraglio of the Sultan. Act One, Scene One, Achmet Osman. Come, follow me. Here the Sultana comes anon. Meanwhile, we may converse together. How long, my lord, has entrance been allowed to these forbidden precincts, where so lately the eyes that dared to pry would soon have closed in death? When you have heard all that has passed you will not be surprised that i am free to enter but enough of that dear osmond how long to my impatience seemed the time of your return how glad am i to see you here in stamboul what secrets have you learned by travelling so far on my behalf tell me sincerely what your eyes have seen consider osmond that on your report the future fortune of the crescent hangs how fares it with the army and the sultan? True to her prince, did Babylon, unmoved by terror, see our hosts her walls encompass. The mustered Persians to her aid were marching, and daily nearer drew to Amareth's camp. He, weary with the tedious fruitless siege, seemed willing to leave Babylon at rest, and, without making fresh assaults in vain, was waiting for the Persians to give battle. 
but as you know sir make what haste i might long is the journey hither from those parts a thousand obstacles my course impeded nor can i tell all that has happened since our valiant janissaries how did they comport themselves do they to aramuth yield faithful allegiance can you read men's hearts enjoys the sultan undisputed power if one may take his word he is content and seemed full confident of victory but his apparent calmness cannot cheat us he knows not the repose that he assumes in vain he masks habitual distrust and grants his janissaries easy access he cannot but remember how he wished to pair that gallant force of half its strength and as he said to scape their tutelage oft have i heard them talk among themselves how amurath fears them and how they fear him that sore still galls them flatter as he may they murmur at your absence and regret the time so dear to their courageous hearts when under you sure of success they fought what think you osman that my glory still in their remembrance lives and stirs their valour that they would gladly follow me again and hail the voice of their vizier with welcome the fortune of the fight will rule their conduct they must see amurath's victory or defeat though loath my lord to march with him to lead them they have to keep unstained their martial glory they'll not betray honour so hardly won but failure or success depends on fate if seconding their valour amurath's star awards him victory on babylon's plains then will you see them to byzantium bring submissive homage and a blind obedience but if the heavy hand of destiny crush in the conflict his aspiring schemes of empire doubt not his disgraceful flight would spur their hatred on to bold contempt and his disasters would to them appear high heaven's decree of wrath and reprobation meanwhile if rumour's voice has spoken truly three months ago he from the army sent hither a slave charged with some secret message all in the camp trembled for bajazeth fearing the sultan had with cruel order dispatched him to demand his brother's head such was his purpose ay that slave has come and shown his mandate which was disregarded what shall the sultan see that slave again without this pledge of your allegiance rendered the slave is dead a secret order cast him full many a fathom deep beneath the exine his lengthened absence will surprise the sultan soon he will seek the cause and take revenge what will you answer him perchance ere then he'll have more pressing matters to engage him i know that amurath has worn my ruin i know what welcome his return will bring me to tear me from his soldier's heart 
Behold how he excludes me from his fights and sieges. Himself commands the army and leaves me here in Stamboul to exert a power that's useless. What base employment, Osman, or a vizier? But I have used my time to worthier purpose, and terrible surprises have prepared him. Soon will the news thereof make his ears tingle. What have you done? I hope that Bajazet to-day will mount the throne. With him, Roxana. Roxana, my good lord, whom Amarath chose as fairest of that fair array which filled his court, from Europe and from Asia gathered in countless numbers, who alone has fixed the sultan's heart, they say, whom he has named Sultana, though no son she yet has borne him. Ay, more, dear Osmond, he has willed that she should, in his absence, wield supreme command. You know the rigour that our sultans practice. Brothers are seldom suffered to enjoy the dangerous honour of their royal rank, related to their own by ties too near. The brainless Ibrahim, from peril free, needs not to curse his birth. Perpetual childhood secures his safety. He, in life or death alike contemned, is left to those who deign to feed him. With the other, tis not so. Of Amurath's jealous fear, a worthier object, which every moment threatens his destruction. For Bajazet has ever scorned to live in slothful ease, like other sultans' sons. War was his favorite pastime from his boyhood, and practice under me has made him perfect. Have you not seen him charge where foes were thickest, with courage that bewitched each soldier's heart, and stained with carnage, reap the rare delight which valor's earliest triumph brings to youth? But cruel Amurath, spite of jealous fears, dared not, before he had a son to make succession sure, wreak upon Bajazet his vengeance, cutting short the royal stock. So, for a time, was Amurath's rage disarmed, and Bajazet left prisoner in the palace. He went, and willed that, faithful to his hatred, holding his brother's life at her disposal, Roxana, at the slightest breath of rumor, the least suspicion given, no reason else, should slay him. I, left here, justly incensed, soon turned my wishes to the brother's side. Hiding my purpose to the young sultana, I showed how Amara's return was doubtful. The murmurs of the camp, war's fickle fortunes, praised Bajazet, and made her pity him, dwelt on his charms, so jealously concealed, so near her eyes, yet never seen by her. In short, so well I worked upon Roxana, that she was all impatient to behold him. But could they frustrate keen-eyed vigilance, and overstep the barriers placed between them? You may perhaps remember how the tidings, false as they proved, of Amurath's death were spread. In feigned alarm Roxana heard the rumor, and with loud cries of grief strove to confirm it. Trusting the witness of those tears, her slaves trembled, and those who guarded Bajazet, and their perplexity by bribes corrupted, relaxed their watchful care. When the sultana found means to see the prince, and in his ear whispered the secret order she was charged with. 
no churl was Bazarge, and when he saw that safety lay in pleasing her, full soon he pleased her well. To aid him all conspired, her kindly care, their mutual understanding based on the secret shared, sighs all the sweeter for being stolen, silence that provoked wishes they dared not utter, fears and danger common to both united them together, whilst those whose eyes should have observed them closely failed to resume the duty once neglected. What? Did Roxana from the first make known her heart to them, and to their eyes reveal her flame? They know it not, until to-day on their intrigue has Adelaide bestowed the shelter of her name, the niece, you know, of Amroth's sire, who with his children shared his fondness, and with them her childhood passed. She, as it seemed, his tender vows received, but only to convey them to Roxana, the willing instrument to aid their passion. And to secure my countenance, dear Osmond, both have agreed that Adelaide shall be my bride. You love her, then. Wouldst have me learn now at my age the worthless lore of love? And shall a heart that years of toil have hardened blindly submit to follow vain delights? Nay, she attracts my gaze with other charms. I love in her the blood of royal sires. Through this alliance to the throne brought near by Bajazé, I thus secure a shield to guard myself against him. Some offence is sure to rise, for scarcely has vizier been chosen ere the sultan fears his creature, and greed or envy soon affects his ruin. Today he honors me and courts my favor. The risks he runs incline his heart toward me. But established on the throne, this Bajazé, perchance, will throw aside a useless friend. And if my faithful service be forgotten, the day may come when he will dare to doom me to death. I say no more, but tis my purpose to keep him waiting for my head full long. I know the duty that I owe my masters, but tis for slaves to humor their caprices, nor am I so besotted as to lick the hand that strikes me. Thus it comes to pass that I, within these walls, have free admittance, and with mine eyes may look upon Roxana. At first she listened to my voice, herself unseen, and feared to break the rigid laws that guard the harem. But those irksome scruples, our converse hampering, ere long were banished. She has herself chosen this nook remote, where eyes may hearts discover unrestrained. A slave conducts me by a secret passage. But here she comes, with her beloved Atalide. Stay, and be ready, should their need arise, to ratify the statement I shall make her. Scene 2 Roxana, Atilde, Achmet, Osman, Fatima, Sarah. Truth, lady, has confirmed the voice of rumor. Osman has seen the sultan and the army. Proud Amrath is ever ill at ease, and all hearts ever turn to Bajazé. With one consent they call him to the throne. The Persian hosts, meanwhile, to Babylon were marching, and the rival camp will soon meet neath their walls to try their chance at battle, which must decide, they say, our destinies. And, counting up the days of Osman's journey, heaven has already settled the event, and Amaroth triumphs now, or flies defeated. Let us break silence, and declare ourselves, 
from this day forth shutting our gates against him, nor wait to learn the issue of the conflict, but hasten to anticipate the tidings. If he has lost, what fear you? If he has won, then are the promptest measures the most safe. Delay too long and failure must attend our efforts to seduce a people ready to welcome home their sovereign. I have gained the expounders of our sacred law, intriguing in secret. Well I know religion's power to turn the multitude this way or that. Let Bajazet go forth beyond the walls, and cease to be a prisoner in this palace. This fateful standard in his name display, our wanted signal when the state's in danger. The people, in his favor prepossessed, know that his virtue is his only crime. Besides, a vague report that I have fostered has spread alarm, and made them think the sultan disdains them, and is minded to remove his presence and his throne far from Byzantium. Let us declare what danger overhangs his brother's head, and show the cruel order addressed to you. Let Bajazet assert his claim and mount the throne with courage worthy of royalty. Enough. I will maintain all I have promised. Go, brave Ahmed, gather our friends, their feelings sound. Then bring report of all, and you shall find my answer ready. I will see Bajazet. Nought can I say till of his heart assured as one with mine. Go and return. Scene 3. Roxana, Atalid, Fatima, Sarah. At length, fair Atalide, must Bajazet decide my destiny. Now for the last time I will question him, and learn if I am loved. Can you yet doubt it? Hasten, dear lady, to complete your work. Did you not hear what Ahmed said to urge you? Is Bajazet beloved? Think that tomorrow his liberty and life may be no longer in your control. Perchance this very moment the Sultan comes in fury to destroy him. Why is it that you doubt his heart today? Will you be surety, e'en as you have been his advocate? The care he takes to please you, all you have done, all you can do for him, his danger and his homage to your charms, do not all these assure you of his love? Doubt not, your kindness lives in his remembrance. Ah, oh, it would give me peace could I believe it. But why then speaks he not my fears to banish, as I am told by others that he feels? Relying on your words, full twenty times have I enjoyed a foretaste of his heart's emotion, and in my desire to prove his passion true, conferred with him in secret. My eagerness may make me hard to please, but, to cut short a long and tedious story, I found but little of that amorous ardour which flattering lips had led me to expect. In short, if I to him give life and empire, I must have pledges that I cannot doubt. How do you then propose to test his passion? That if he loves, he should ere nightfall wed me. Wed you? Good heavens, you surely cannot mean it. I know tis not the custom of our sultans, who in their pride stoop not to such constraints, nor hold the laws of marriage made for them. Mid all the fair who vie for their caresses, they sometimes deign to choose a favoured mistress, but still a slave, 
with no security but beauty's charms she shares her master's couch and without shaking off the servile yoke must bear a son ere she be named sultana like none before him amurath has willed this honour to bestow for love alone mine is the title mine the power as well and in my hands his brother's life he left but in his ardour amurath ne'er promised prospect of marriage other gifts to crown and i whose sole ambition was for this have all his other benefits forgotten yet what avails it to excuse my conduct tis bajazet that from my memory wipes the past more happy spite of his misfortunes than amurath for he has learned to please me perhaps without the wish guards women vizier all have been bribed for him and in my heart he reigns supreme thanks to my love right well i use the power his brother gave me o'er him his feet have all but reached the sultan's throne there needs but one step more for that i wait in spite of all my love if he to-day refuses to be bound to me by marriage and dares to plead an odious privilege if he for me who have done all for him will not do all i ask that very moment regardless of my love and of my ruin i give him up and let the wretch return to that unhappy plight in which i found him this is the issue bajazet must settle his weal or woe depends upon his answer i do not wish that you to-day should lend your voice to serve as my interpreter nay his own mouth and countenance before me shall all his heart reveal and leave no shade of doubt brought hither secretly must he all unprepared before mine eyes appear farewell this meeting o'er you shall know all scene four atelide sarah zara tis done and atelide is lost you i foresee already what must come the only hope i have lies in despair but why so madam have you not just heard the fatal purpose in roxana's mind to what conditions she will bind him down the prince she says shall marry her or die if he submit what will become of me what will become of him if he refuse i understand your grief but to be frank your love should long ago have augured this ah zara is love ever dowered with prudence all seemed to fit so well with my desires roxana blindly on my word relying believed the heart of bajazet her own all that concerned him to my care confided spoke by my mouth and saw him with mine eyes and close at hand i deemed the happy moment which thanks to her should crown my lover's triumph heaven has pronounced against my cherished scheme what more my zara should i then have done ought i to have opposed roxana's error and lost my lover to enlighten her ere in her heart that passion had been planted i loved him well assured of being beloved e'en from our earliest years you will remember how ties more tender reinforced the bond of kindred blood reared at his mother's lap with him i learned to favour bajazet above his brother she with joy approved our fondness and though parted when she died in absence still we held each other dear 
and nursed in silence a perennial passion since then roxana's eyes have seen the prince and unsuspicious of my feelings told to me what love the sight of him inspired with eager joy she stretched her hand to help him as grateful as surprised did bajazet return her kindness how could he do less but love too readily believes its wishes roxana with his courtesy contented led us both on to feed ill-founded hopes and leave her to enjoy her sweet delusion i must however own my weakness zara a jealous feeling would not be suppressed roxana loading him with benefits opposed an empire to my feeble charms her constant care forbade him to forget her she held before his eyes a dazzling prospect while i what can i do for him my heart uttered itself in sighs and sighs repeated heaven only knows how many tears i shed but bajazet at last dispelled my fears i wept no more and till to-day have urged him to act a part and made myself his mouthpiece alas tis over now roxana scorned will soon be disabused of her mistake for bajazet can hide the truth no longer i know his virtue quick to take alarm at falsehood and i ever gave his words a sense too tender trembling thus to use deceit and now exposure means destruction would that my rival's voice through mine might speak as erst or that at least i might have warned him what to expect but zara i can wait his coming and by word or look prepare him rather than perish let him marry her for die he must if so roxana wills ay he will rush on ruin stay poor fool your lover may be trusted never fear that he will court destruction for your sake it well may be that bajazet's desire to save his life may e'en outrun your wishes why let imaginary ills overwhelm you and ever meet affliction ere it comes you cannot doubt it bajazet adores you calm your emotion or at least conceal it let not your tears betray the love between you the hand that saved him will preserve him still if but encouraged in her self-delusion roxana never knows she has a rival come and elsewhere recover self-possession then learn the prosperous issue of their meeting well zara let us go and thou just heaven if punishment await misguided lovers and this deception merit condemnation on me then he more guilty vent thy wrath end of act one